Welcome to Mommy's on a Call, your sacred space to laugh, learn, and feel like a real grown-up human for a hot minute. I'm Stephanie Uchima Carney, a mom of three under six, serial entrepreneur, business strategist, and donut connoisseur, just trying to get through the day one cold cup of coffee at a time. I believe that with more intention, a positive mindset, and self-care, it is possible to thrive in motherhood, business, and life. My mission is to uncover the daily rituals, life lessons, real-life tactics, and favorite tools to inspire and empower you, mommy, to get the most out of life every single unpredictable day. So grab your headphones, tell your kids you're on the potty, and tune in weekly for some laughs, knowledge bombs, and plenty of real talk with real moms, and maybe a dad or two. Welcome to the Mommy Pod. Hi, mamas. Today, I am excited to bring on the show a media superstar, serial entrepreneur, author, and mom of three, JJ Ramberg. I met JJ recently through a group we're in together, and honestly, I don't think there's anything she has not done. JJ is the co-founder of Good Pods, the new app where you can follow your friends and influencers ranging from Malcolm Gladwell to Kim Kardashian to see what podcasts and specific episodes they're listening to. She was also the host of NBC News' Your Business for 13 years before this, as well as the founder of Good Shop, a socially conscious coupon site that has donated more than $13 million to causes designated by its users. And also, she's the author of The Startup Club, a book on entrepreneurship for children, and It's Your Business, 183 Essential Tips That Will Transform Your Small Business. But of all of these, I think her biggest job of all is to be the mom to three kids ages 10, 11, and 13. So welcome to the show, JJ. Hi, Stephanie. It's so fun to talk to you. I know. So we met through this group on podcasting, and so I think it's kind of funny that we're going to talk a little bit about podcasts on an actual podcast. It's very meta. So give me a little bit of a snapshot of who you are as a mom today and what you're doing also for work. Sure. Yeah. Who I am as a mom today and what I do for work is all mixed in together, as I think it is for all of us. And literally, you know, I'm at home, right? Like we all are right now. And I have stickers over every door saying, shh, don't come in. Mom's doing a podcast. So that's weird, right? Mommy's on a call. Mommy's on a podcast. Exactly. So my company, you mentioned it, it's Good Pods. And basically, I am a huge podcast listener, and I just found it really hard to find new podcasts. And so we launched basically what's like Goodreads, if you know Goodreads, or Instagram for podcasts, where you follow people and you get recommendations of what to listen to. So we just launched that, and that is where I'm spending 100% of my time, except when I'm spending the other 100% of my time with my children. And I love this because you launched this company after doing so many different things. What inspired you to decide... I'm just going to be another entrepreneur. I'm just going to start a new company. And along the lines of, too, this good. I love how most of your companies have good in it, very socially conscious and all of that. So what inspired you after having three kids, having a media career, also having different startups? What like inspired you to just say, hey, I'm going to do this? And during COVID, nonetheless. <laughs> Yeah, well, we launched during COVID, which was clearly not the plan, but as all of our plans turned upside down during the last six months, but you know, it was, I I did this with my brother. So my brother is my co-founder. He's a very successful serial entrepreneur. So his, his first company became monster.coms 
biggest acquisition, which he started with my mom. And then we started Good Shop together. And I mean, it, it literally was just Ken and I saying, what podcast are you listening to? What podcast are you listening to? Why isn't there a more efficient way to find out what podcasts our friends are listening to? And so in the same way that we started Good Shop, we just said, eh, let's just build it. Let's build it and see if anyone likes it. And, and that's what inspired us, just wanting to have the product elves. What has been the biggest challenge right now launching a product during COVID? Oh, well, that was interesting because we meant to launch it in March, right? And then we got these influencers on board. You mentioned them like Gwyneth Paltrow and Malcolm Gladwell, Kim Kardashian, these people, and we had everything ready to go. And then the world turned upside down. And it was really hard because we had to sit and think, does the world need this right now, right? Like we had friends who were experiencing terrible things, right? People getting really sick, people experienced death families, people losing their jobs. And it just felt like, you know, we needed to do some soul searching and say, is this appropriate? And so we sat down as a team and, and asked ourselves that. And the beauty of it was that we were more than just the founders and the founding team. We'd actually been users because we had it in bank. And we thought, you know what? Actually, Good Pods has been really helpful during this time. Like, it's a really nice way to connect with people. And I'm turning to podcasts for all sorts of things right now. So let's watch it. We obviously did it in a much different way than we would have otherwise, a much slower way than we would have otherwise. But, but we feel really good about having made that decision. And it's interesting, you launched it with your brother, and I know you have another company with your brother. You seem to have this family of entrepreneurs. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, growing up and what inspired you all to become entrepreneurs? Yeah, we have a whole family. So my grandfather on my mom's side was like a cowboy. I mean, literally had, I think, 150 (laughs) pairs of cowboy boots. He's from Philadelphia. Ah. But he was like, you know, made money, lost money, made money, lost money. He was like a real entrepreneur. And then my mom and my dad's side too, my grandfather moved from Mexico and he was a door-to-door peddler salesman, right? And then started a furniture store. And then my dad worked with him and then started his own company. And then my mom, I think has the coolest story, which is that she raised four children. She never had a job pay off. She did a lot of volunteer work. And then when I was in high school and my sister was a senior, my brothers were out in college, she and my brother started a company called JobTrack. And of course, like this was pre-internet, right? So like a stay-at-home mom and a just-out-of-college kid was no dream team for starting a company. You know, everyone (laughs) said this is not going to work. It was in the job listing space and she did it and it as I said earlier, became Monster's biggest acquisition. And so I really had a front row seat to watching this company grow. Did that seem exciting to you? And is that something that kind of inspired you to want to be a startup person too? Or were you, because I know you went to school for journalism too. So what, how did you all like bring that together? Yeah, I actually, I didn't study journalism. I went, I studied English in undergrad and then business in grad school, but I, but I was a journalist. So I left after college, I worked for NBC news. I think it was just, I think I always wanted to start something. I just didn't have an idea right when I graduated from school, but it always felt like something that was very doable. 
because I watched my mom with no background in business whatsoever, right? Just an yeah. idea and a lot of ambition and a lot of passion. And she, she was just an amazing salesperson and like just had, she unfortunately passed away, but she had the best personality. And so watching her, I just, it never occurred to me that if you didn't have an, that if you had an idea, you shouldn't give it a shot. And How my did- dad too, right? He did. He started companies yeah. too. How did she manage balancing four children? Because I'm going to ask you the same thing because you have three kids, but how did she manage four children back then without technology and all of this, raising four kids and then starting this? Even though you were in high school, you're still a kid. Yeah, it was easy for her, I think, because, <laughs> because I was older, right? So my sister went to college the year after she started it. I was in high school. I could... I think I could almost drive by this time she started her company, right? And kind of have my own life. My brothers were all grown up. One of them was her partner. So I think it was easier for her. I did this. Yeah. I started my first company. So I started Good Shop, my other company, and then started my show at NBC News and then got married and had three kids all within, I think it was either four or five years. So... I look up to my mom for so much, but she should be looking down at me for this part. (laughs) How were those transitions from pre-kid JJ to I'm now married, have a kid. Now I'm also though still working full time because doing the math, you were on the, your business while you had kids, correct? Like before and then while you're pregnant and all of that, how were those moments? Were there moments of time where you said, I'm not sure if I could do this or how, what was going through your head through all of that? It's so funny. Someone gave me a psychic reading as a gift during this time. (laughs) And I I talked to this woman and she was like, the next year is going to be a little overwhelming. I was like, yeah, well, I mean, I didn't need to pay whatever I paid for that. (laughs) All I need to do is look at what's going on here. But you know, funny is I look at people now going through the airport with little kids and I think, oh God, that seems so hard. I think when you're in it, you're just like a, it was like a military operation in my house. So what did that look like? Yeah. You know, my husband and I, I'm just thinking of the airport sort of an example for all of this of like, okay, you pack up that stroller, get the thing through the security, (laughs) get that kid. You know, I find myself helping other people with kids. I got mine through and so I feel like when I look back now, I just can't believe I did it all at once. But in the middle of it, I it felt very doable. And I think just because I didn't think anything else. And to be clear, I had a lot of help. Which right? is what so I wanted I, to ask. What did your help look like behind the scenes? What did, did you have a nanny? Did you have parents helping? Like, what was your situation to make sure everyone got fed where they needed to be and that your life wasn't falling apart in all aspects. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I mean, no one should think that anyone does this alone. There's no such thing as a super mom. I had at NBC, I had a whole production team who did all, you know, so much work to put that show on every week at, at good. It was called good search at that time. And at good search and good show, I had a whole team of people I had my husband is very helpful at home and I had, she didn't sleep over, but a full-time nanny who helped with everything. And I just, I had a flexible schedule, right? So when my kids were sleeping, I could do work and at night I could do work. So 
it, it was all doable, but I mean, for sure, things fell by the wayside. And all the time I had to ask myself, like, what's more important in this variant of all these things that I'm doing? And so, so nothing was done at a hundred percent at any it, given point. Maybe something was, but then everything else was done at zero <laughs> percent. Yeah. And so flashing forward to today, I guess we haven't really talked about your current family structure. I know you have three kids and at least your youngest is 10, correct? And they're yeah. all, they're all going to, you know, distance learning school or school. What is kind of your day-to-day look like now and the flexibility you have now that your kids are a little older? Is it the same chaos? Is it different? And how do you have that support or what's your support system? Yeah, it's different because my kids are older. So I'm kind of in the sweet spot, I think, for school for them. So, Or maybe I get it gets better as they get older. But so they're distance learning, but they can do it on their own. They don't need me to be supporting them all day. And they are just so used to me working. So I've really tried to bring them into the work that I do so that they feel a part of it. So when the doors close and they says I'm on a podcast, they know this is why she's doing it. I've in during quarantine, I gave them we were quarantined with another family. And the first weekend, I was like, all right, kids, a really fun project. You guys are creating Instagram videos, make a commercial for good pods. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> so I try to get them involved so that they feel like they're a part of it too. But it's true, it all mixes in together. I, I so early on when I had kids. Ann Curry, I worked at NBC News, you know, at the time, and Ann Curry was interviewed something about how she deals with kids and and having work. And she said that when she goes on a work call, she goes into a separate room and she shuts the door and tries to make it very separate so her kids never feel like work is encroaching on their time. And I remember early on, I was being interviewed for something and someone asked me that question and I, and I, I channeled Ann Curry and I started <laughs> to respond the same thing, but then I was like, this is entirely that given that I'm like holding one kid while I'm doing this interview and another one pulling on me to have him play with them. You're like, this is BS. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at least for me, I think at some point I just gave up and said, this is all going to get mixed in together. My to-do list is like work, personal, work, personal. It's all shoved in together. How do you pick and prioritize things? It is different every day right? At any given time, you just have to ask yourself, well, the the way I do it is I look back, I say in 10 years from now, when I look back on this moment, will I wish that I had, well, this isn't the case because everyone's at home right now, but like (laughs) last year, will I wish that I had rushed home to pick my kid up from school today? Or will I wish that I had gone to this meeting? And if I had to put myself in the future, what do I think it will be? And so that's the way I try and do it. I like that. Do you allocate any time for yourself too? How does your whole self-care, do you have any sort of routines, rituals, things that you do daily for yourself? Well, (laughs) since quarantine happened, (laughs) every morning I would wake up and I do some sort of workout and I go for a long walk and often listen to a podcast, but often talk to friends of mine who live on the East Coast because they're already wide awake. And so that's how I start out most of my mornings still, which I think is really nice for me. Right. And then 
are there any areas of your life that you currently leave just messy? You're like, this is not going to be a priority. For example, like some people are like, I need to make my bed every morning. And some people are like, I'm just gonna, you know, the laundry can pile up. That's not important to me in order to prioritize other things. Are there any things in your life that you leave messy? Oh God, there's so many things I need to do. It's all messy, <laughs> but it's even crazier because we just moved. And so I like, our stuff hasn't even arrived in my house yet. So I, I think that I'm, I mean, I'm honestly kind of trying not to think about it because I'm trying to just get everything done right now because it's all a mess. And so it's, I'm, I'm trying to just make sure my kids are happy and work is getting done. And then in my spare time, get everything else in order. Right. And so back to kind of like the early days, you were in New York with your three kids, trying to do your show and running your entrepreneurship company, or sorry, Good Search, or I'm not sure what it was called at the time. With all of those kind of balls in the air, what sort of like, what was kind of your, what did your day look like? Like, I know every day is different, but what was kind of, did you have like a schedule? Did you have like, what did that look like? What time did you leave the house or what time are you home? Kind of what was an average day in the life of JJ? (laughs) In those days, I'm trying to remember. I think it's all all a blur. There's so much going on in those days. I wish I could show you if this were a video podcast, I have the funniest video of my three kids. They were probably like one, two, and three at the time. And they're sitting on the stairs in my house. And one of them is wearing a good search t-shirt. And they're all just wailing, like <laughs> one starts coughing. It goes on for like on and on and on. I showed it to friends at a dinner party back then, and they were like, You need to send this to Trojan. They will pay you a lot of money for this. But it's so true. Everybody just screaming. And I know a lot of people who listen to my podcast have young kids. And that's why I'm asking is a lot of us, we have kids and we all of a sudden stop and look around and think, who am I? I don't even know who I am anymore. Like I was this ambitious, you know, went to grad school, did all these things. like want to have this like powerful woman career. And then all of a sudden you're like, but I have three kids spit up on me. Like I smell like stale breast milk. I'm trying to do, you know, all of these things. And like, I want moms to know that like, it's okay to be messy. It's okay, but to just keep going. And I feel like that's kind of what you did is just one step in front of the other and you made it work. I mean, look at where you are today. Are there, yeah. Any things that you would advise people in that stage looking back? Yeah. I mean, so back in those days, the big question for people that I got interviewed a bunch was how do you balance things? Right. I feel like no one asked that so much anymore, but that was like the big question of the moment. Right. And, and the thing that I really figured out for me back then is to really, I was so lucky. Right. So when, when I'm like, I, I, we're, I'm so lucky that I in the position where I get to choose do I work? Do Am I focusing on my kids? And so don't squander away that luck, right? If I'm going to be so worried or guilty or something, then, then this great opportunity is wasted on me and should be given to somebody who can really appreciate it. I, I know that may sound very Pollyanna-ish, but I really feel that way. And so that's what I feel. Like if I ever get overwhelmed or if I ever got overwhelmed and there was a lot going on, I mean, frankly, 
in some ways, I feel like there's more going on now because as it turns out, your kids need you more as they get older. Like physically, it's much less, but emotionally, it's much more. So I just kept thinking, like, lucky me, this is my choice. So I've chosen it. If I need to change things, it's in my power to change it. Right. And so now, now that your kids are older, what does your typical week look like? How many hours are you able to work or do you set time away? Like how do you structure your weeks now? So again, in quarantine, (laughs) it's just all turned upside. But I, so, so the beginning of quarantine and now we're just starting again because school started, it was very normal. I'd wake up, I'd make breakfast for my kids. They'd go to school. I'd go to work, you know, like they'd go in one room, I'd go in the other room. We were quarantined with another family, so that mom would make lunch. And then we'd all, the four adults would make dinner. The kids would make dinner with us. So it was, it was kind of a very normal day. But at some point, my daughter came to me and said, like, you know, mom, you're not spending enough time with me. I was really thinking of me as a work day. And so then I said, okay. You know, at 10, 15 every day when she had her break from school, I took a break from work. And we would just go do something together. And then I tried to do that with all three of my kids. And so that's, I think, how we will try and structure this stay-at-home time as well, which is also, it's really nice. I actually, I love selfishly having everyone at home. You know, again, it's different than you because you actually have to supervise school. I don't. So it's nice that we get to all take breaks together. We can all have lunch together. Yeah. Do you involve, I know you involved them in creating that Instagram story or Instagram video for your launch. Did you, do you incorporate them in other parts of your business? I know you wrote an entire book on entrepreneurship for kids. And so I'm curious, how do you teach your kids entrepreneurship? Are you like teaching them through doing stuff? Have they launched their own companies? (laughs) What are you doing with your kids? So when they were littler, I would play all sorts of games with them. Like there's a store down the street that was empty, a storefront. I'd say, okay, what store would you, why would you think it's successful? You know, and they're like a toy store. I'm like, why would a toy store be successful here? Think about this, blah, blah, blah. What price point would it be high? So I'd ask them all kinds of questions. You guys probably all think this is so lame, but you know, like my poor kids. It's imagination too. (laughs) It's like building their imagination. So it's good. Yeah, or we'd be in places and I'm like, okay, restaurant, let's just do a quick P&L for this restaurant. How much do you think they bring in a night? You know, what are their expenses? Like we do kind of things like that. <laughs> not like, not with a calculator, not with details, not Excel, but just like back of the envelope. Yeah. Now, I just, I hope that like I learned it from my mom and dad just being around, I hope that being around even if they don't want to be entrepreneurs, just shows them what you can do. And so they see the high points and they see the low points. And yeah. very, I really want them to see when things fail right. and how you bounce back. Everyone fails all the time, every single day. We all have little failures. And so that's, I hope if there's anything they learn from this, it's both the success and the failures. Yeah. I love, I think you said something in one of your past interviews about like, how can you walk past a lemonade stand and not buy it from a kid? And I love like the whole concept of like them starting their own business and doing all that. And like, I thought it was funny because my neighbor during quarantine, even though I don't know about health regulations on this, they were, they had a lemonade stand <laughs> and their lemonade was $5. And I like had brought, like, I literally had brought $2 and I'm like, Oh, it's five. Okay. I will go home and, and get a $5 bill. But it's like, how do you walk past that? 
But it's, I know, it's, you know, inflation these days and cost of lemonade in LA, apparently, you know, but it's, it was interesting because I was like, oh, that's so great. Like, I don't mind, you know, doing that because then they were learning on counting change and all of that. And it was really interesting to, to watch that. So I didn't think how like that's actually helpful where at first I was like, I have dollars for a lemonade. And I was like, oh, but we're teaching them a lesson in entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I was, when my kids had their first lemonade stand, we were in Brooklyn and I went around the corner literally with a pocket full of change and would catch people before my kids saw them and be like, here's 50 cents. When you see those kids on their by lemonade from them. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I wanted their first experience to be successful. Yeah. I, I'm really taken by when you talk about how a lot of your listeners have little kids. I just think. I think we can't expect so much from ourselves when we have little kids. Like to your point, like expect yourself to be a mess. I think that's, it's all about expectations. We see too many people who make it look so easy and so perfect. And it's just, it's, it's just life. Life is life, right? And there are good parts and there are bad parts. And like we look and it's all fine. Yeah. Well, that's the point of this whole kind of podcast is that like, people see these polished, like put together super successful women and don't realize that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And I want to make it known that like, you don't have to be perfect. Like this is where you leave your like messy. This is what like every section of your life doesn't have to be perfect. And there, yeah, there isn't a thing called balance. It's balanced chaos, I guess, if you want to call it anything. (laughs) Yeah. But I have so many good friends who, right, I'm a little older than you, right? So they're sort of like the whole person, they're so successful, these big jobs, right? And you would, and they've got perfect, just amazing kids. And from the outside looking in, they look just like they have it all together. But you know how it is when they're your best friends, you know how things are falling apart. That's everyone, right? Every single person. (laughs) So I wanted to ask a couple kind of wrap up questions. One of them would be, what is your mom's superpower that makes you a better mom in business? So we all gather these, like, I know there's no such thing as a super mom, but sometimes we just earn these new skills and stuff. When you become a mom, what do you think is your mom's superpower? Probably understanding what's important and what you can just leave aside. And any question? <laughs> My mom's superpower. <laughs> so what are you super good at that you gained as a, as kind of like becoming a mom, and all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, I'm really good at this." That helps you make also a better business person and a better entrepreneur. Huh? That's so funny. I'm sorry. Maybe people have really quick answers to this. I I mean, it is so blended in together with me because I started my company the same time I became a mom that I just, it all feels like it's one in the same to me. Maybe I'm just efficient, but I think I was efficient before this too, or optimistic, but I think it was that before too. Not sure. Okay. Well, we'll leave it as that. And then (laughs) now kind of just relating to quarantine and stuff, I've been asking a lot of moms, what do you think is the best survival tip? on getting through the rest of this year as a parent, as a business person, whatever that is, give me your best survival tip. Be organized. So just today, right. When I was making lunch for my kids, though, they're going to start making their own lunch. This is just the first week (laughs) of school, but 
I was like, okay, again, last time I was quarantined, I was quarantined with another family. So we had four adults working all together. And now it's just us. I'm like, there is a lot to do, right? When it is just me and my husband, there's a lot to do here. And so like no more last minute thinking about what's for dinner. Like on Sunday night, we are going to know exactly what we are going to eat for the rest of the week, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, we're going to plan when we're going to the supermarket. We're planning everything because there's just no room for, should we do this? Should we do that? That won't work. There's too much work to do. Do you use any apps or programs or anything in order to keep yourself organized? Or is it just like, let's sit down and talk about this? I am a big believer in to-do lists. I have like, I live and die by my list. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Oh, so where can we find you? And then what's your good pods handle? I assume it's just JJ, but tell me where, where can we find you and where can they go download good pods too? Great. So you can get good pods on the app store or the play store, the Google play store. I'm at JJ on good pods. You are at Stephanie. So we need to all follow you. So I ask everyone, please give good pods a shot. It's really fun. I have to say as, as the founder, but also as a user to see what my friends are listening to. And I get great recommendations and, and it's goodpods.com. It's good pods on Twitter and on Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. And JJ Ramberg on all those things. Yeah, definitely download it. It's so much fun to go on there. Cause I am curious, like, Ooh, what are they like listening to what's, and it helps you also find things. Cause I find Apple podcasts to be so difficult to use. And just like, I go on there and I don't really want to see what the top 10 things are. Cause usually they're not what I want to listen to. I want to see what my friends are listening to. So it's, it's great. I love it. Well, thank you for taking time out. Good luck with homeschooling or distance learning three kids and with everything going on. It's amazing to see everything that you do. So I really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you, Stephanie. It was so fun talking to you and reliving my early crazy days doing all those things. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mommy's on a Call. Your support means the absolute world to me. You can find the show notes for this episode and other goodies over at mommiesonacall.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or have gotten value from the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that we can reach and empower more moms all over the world together. Thank you so much again, Mommy Pod, and I will see you here next time.